episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Stewart. Drinking some water. Hell yeah, brother. And Curtis, what are we talking about today? In addition to my flavored water, we are going to talk about the origin of Matt Bacon, specifically the origin of the blog known as Two Guys metal reviews and the reason why we're going to be talking about this is because basically and matt can correct me if i'm wrong um matt basically became uh the man you know as matt bacon via this blog that he started when he was like two years old um trying to get (laughs) i was kidding when he was 14 years old and basically by starting this little teeny little blog that still gets views today and he's still also still like fairly teeny like it's still going it gets like 300 300 to 400 views a day it, it does but he's utilized this little site from when he was 14 to parlay that into writing for places like doomed and stone metal injection toilet of hell working for ripple working for prophecy uh he, he's worked for some other big bands at different point and working uh, on the necrot so, campaign yeah um, uh ex hoarder blah 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 and but i mean here's the thing is he basically started as a blogger so yeah. matt why don't, why don't you kind of but, go over so, so well, before we get into that, I just want to outline this because this is important, right? I was thinking about, <clears throat> I was thinking about connections and networks, right? Yep. And I, and because what happened was, I was talking to my friend Bradley Zorgdrager from Exclaim, who's been on the show. All before. hail Bradley. Yeah, good friend. Yeah, good guy. And um. I was thinking about, I had shared his review of this band called Darth, D-E-A-R-T-H. They're on uh, Sentient Ruin, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was cool. He like did a, a decibel write-up and I shared it just because it was, I thought it was cool. And I think Darth is a good band who more people should listen to. Like mm-hmm. if you like kind of avant, uh, very, ex- you know, thoughtful, extreme death metal. Um, but... Um, I know it kind of got me thinking. I was like, well, this is kind of crazy. Cause like, how do I, you know, cause like a lot of, I think a lot of people think I have all these higher level connections from working in the music industry, which mm-hmm. is to some extent true. Mm-hmm. But furthermore, you know, I have connection. I was thinking about this blog. Cause like I'm connected to Bradley, who is a top 10 metal journalist in Canada. Maybe in the world in actual fact. I mean, he's quite, quite extensive. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so you've got, you know, so you're connected to, I'm connected to Bradley on the one hand, yeah. um, <clears throat> which is, you know, because of that. And then I was thinking about this again. I was like, well, then I'm connected to sentient ruin. Sentient ruin also isn't like some sort of fancy label connection. Sentient ruin is again, just a guy I knew because of two guys, metal reviews. Yeah, he probably sent you stuff back in 2014 or whatever, 2015, right? I mean, I've known Mattia for a while. 
There you um, go. You know, but like, but I was just thinking about this, right? Because it's like, these are <clears throat> high level people who are kind of like players in the scene, as it were, you know, <laughs> like they're high level people who people want to know. People ask me for introductions to them. Yep. But like when it comes down to it, I don't know these people for anything because I don't know these people because I go to Europe five times a year. You know, I don't know these people because I, you know, was able to stop doing things and, you know, cause I was 19. So like, I, you know, and like, and living in a punk house. So I like didn't really need money. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, like it wasn't like I, you know, some people are like, Oh, I can't dedicate the time. And it's like, no, like these are people I literally met. I, I met Bradley in high school and Mattia I probably met a little bit later, but mm-hmm. you know, but the point is kind of remains like, I'm not, <clears throat> you know, I don't know Mattia because I'm special, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all I'm trying to explain. So I just want, I just want to use that as the context for what we're talking about here. Sure. So now, you want to go over the beginnings of two guys metal metal reviews is that how you want to start sure sure and again so when you tell us about the reason we're doing this is i just want to make it very clear how i don't want to say easy but how yeah i guess how easy it can be to take your networking to the next level with a small amount of effort over a couple years okay yep and also, obviously, things have evolved since I did this 10 years ago, but the concept remains the same. So the way it started, this is, you're going to laugh at me, you, you don't know this. Um, the way it started was I, when I was 14, um, I just moved to Paris. I didn't know a lot of people. Um, and I didn't know anyone who liked extreme metal. And, <clears throat> and so what I did was I said, to, I decided I was going to start, uh, well, no, for first what happens was we were supposed to have this like school trip, mm-hmm. except I was sick and couldn't go. And so I wound up staying home and my parents were like, look, you're like, you're essentially staying home from school for like two weeks. Cause that's what happens on European school trips. And they're like, you gotta like do something. You can't just fuck around. Mm-hmm. So I wrote, a, I wrote a review for Ultimate Guitar. And I thought it was like the craziest thing that like I, a four, like a dumb 14 year old could like write a review that would get on Ultimate Guitar, which is a website I read no. every day. Now hold up, Ultimate Guitar is just like a forum anybody can post on, correct? Um, yes and no. What's kind, what's kind of cool is that like they're, like if you write a review for them, it'll get featured on the front page and like, oh, okay. At least back at that point, um, okay. and it, like and and like the review wasn't super well written, and I don't even know if they have that feature on their front page anymore. Mm. Um, but that's not the point. The point is that suddenly <clears throat> this weird little thing I had been doing, mm. there's a little bit of more legitimacy behind it, you know. I, I mean, well, no, this was my first time doing it, rather, right? And so mm. from that. My friend Dan, who I'm still friends with today, mm-hmm. um, was like, bro, you should just start, 
you know, you should just start a blog. Like you clearly had fun doing this. This is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why don't you just create something? And I was like, okay, that sounds like, that sounds like fun. So he set it up for me because he was more technically minded than I was. And he was writing with me initially, hence the name Two Guys Metal Reviews. And Dan, for the record, at this point is 13. So it was a 14 and a 13 year old started up a blog called Two Guys Metal Reviews. Yes. And also at this point is when we got in touch with Angry Metal Guy. Well, hold up here. You wrote it. Okay, but just, this just is, back this is, up That's just a second. funny, like, aside. Like, I wasn't, like, friends with Phil, but yeah. basically Dan wrote him an email that I was on copy for that was sort of just like, hey, uh, you know, you write good reviews. Will you maybe be our friend and, like, tell us how to not fuck up? And he gave us some advice. And, like, which is, like, very funny that, like, and again, like, I, okay, so I just, want, I just want to outline all these things that have already happened, right? Mm-hmm. Is that <clears throat> with not a lot of investment at 14, you know, I was able to kind of become friends with, like, this guy who would go on to be one of the bigger writers in the scene. And that's mm-hmm. not through any sort of exceptional skill on my end, and it's not part of any, like, audacity or whatever you know it's not I'm not trying to claim to be a hero it just was longevity right like you know and Dan was probably smart for thinking that uh Phil was a good writer and not some other fuck who quit after a few years but like (laughs) that that's what happens right this is the first thing I want to talk about right is like if you keep doing things you know, like eventually it starts to pay off. Like eventually that's part of why I'm so goddamn frustrated about this year is like, I feel like this is the first year that like I have, I have a beyond critical amount of friends who are like, who I like knew when I was a teenager who are famous now. Um, Like that's really goddamn aggravating to me. Uh, But like, this is the thing that I think people need to understand is like, if you keep doing it, you know, cause I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing a review well, I started doing a review every day when I was... Okay, so I, yeah, I want to get to the next phase of this, right? Sure. So this, and this is where I start to actually meet like a lot of people. People who... This is how, when I was 15, I met someone who had, who had played the main stage at Hellfest nine years later. Was that Max Cavalera, I gotta ask? No, this was Insanity Alert. Damn. And, and so what happens that. here is that... Uh, I mean... Do you remember the Ultimate Guitar Forum days? And this is even before I met Curtis. I don't think I, I never used it or anything like that. I think I, I, I mean, I've seen it, but I mm-hmm. mean, I never really, I, that was the extent of my involvement was knowing it existed. Okay. So, like, and again, I want to point out what I'm about to get into here is still before I met Curtis. Yep. Okay. This is what's crazy. So then what happens is, because I was initially writing reviews of just like classic albums because I was 14 and didn't know how promos worked. <laughs> Sorry, that just sounded hilarious. Go ahead. I mean, like, what the, what the fuck do you want from me? I was 14. No, it's fine. It just, the way you said it just was like amazing. No, but it's, yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, tr- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to outline again how dumb this thing was. Matt's you know? trying to point out he was extremely ignorant when he began, so you have no excuse. Well, who was extremely ignorant? You were about oh, yeah, how yeah. everything works. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, okay, like I appreciate it's hard and scary, but also like I get it. You know, I was there. Um, mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to get at now, that was kind of crazy, is so I start this thread on the Ultimate Guitar Forum. That was just like, I'll review your band. That's awesome. Well, because I didn't like, fucking really, know anything. No, no, that's part. No, that I'm not even being sarcastic. That is fucking awesome. That's a good idea. Well, because I wanted smart. to find bands. I know that's smart. That's very smart. I'm not. I'm actually not being sarcastic. I'm just amazed you came up with that that quick. That's well, because again, the whole idea it all came from this idea of, oh, I wish I knew more people in black metal. This sounds like almost exactly what I did back in the day, but yeah, this is amazing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I wish I knew. Yeah, except it's different because you were like 35. Yeah, I and, just felt like doing it. Yeah, I know, no, and it's still cool, right? Yeah. But I'm just trying to say like even a kid can do this. Exactly. Um, even a five-year-old can do it, guys. <laughs> but, but so what ends up happening, right, is so – all these people submit their bands and this is where I start to really learn stuff. Cause I was just writing a review. This is where I start writing a review every day. Yeah. And because I was seeing more band social media than anyone else, I just knew more cause I just yeah. could see like what worked and what didn't work, mm-hmm. you know, which was really huge for me to under, you know, and it's stuff I still use today at the yeah. same time is when I met insanity alert. I met Chris who's now in void King um, mm-hmm. I met Chris Kaler from Rolling Loaded. We're still friends. Like, this is like being 14, 15 years old. Like, now to, to cut you off for one second, one thing yeah. I do want to point out, unless, unless I'm mistaken, your reviews were not that great at the time, correct? They were pretty poor, were they, were they not? I mean, yeah, like I mean, they were like, level, I mean. yeah, yeah, because yeah, I was 14. Yeah, like they were yeah. not, but like, again, like people saw, like, oh, wow, he's like enthusiastic and like genuinely yeah. gives a shit. Yeah, and no, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing that out for the fact of, of, again, Matt was not like a skilled writer or anything at that point in time. I wasn't even going to school in English. Like, like literally part of why I did it was so that I wouldn't forget how to write in English. That's awesome. Right? Like, it's amazing. You know, like, 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 this is what I'm just trying to get at, right? When, when like, breaking down the story is like, you know, and, and then just from there, and then... I, I end up realizing, oh, maybe if I put my email address on my website, I could like get promos. And That's I started. Awesome. <laughs> and, and then I and then I went and I emailed a bunch of labels, and I was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. It would be an honor yep. to get promos from you. Yep. You know. Um, <coughs> And that's how it started to move. And like, I wasn't even on certain people's lists, like big people's lists until like much later. Like I wasn't on the ear split list until like five years into the blog. Yep. Um, largely because I didn't live in America and ear split mostly services America. But like, I, I also just want to point that out too, that like, I think people think like, oh, well, I might not be on all the right lists. Like I wasn't on a lot of big lists. You know, I got on the relapse list early on and I got on the napalm list early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then season of mist. Cause I like stumbled into the cynic release party when I was 16. Um, nice. cause I was supposed to interview Paul Masvidal. Uh, nice. that's not a joke. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but like, but like what ha- but this is around the time where I met Curtis, mm-hmm. right. Is like where I started to understand, um, Oh, if I like reach out to people, they'll send me records. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what's also cool is at this point is I start getting records sent to me, which was very much a thing in Europe at the time. Mm -hmm. And like my building manager, is that the word in English? Like the lady who like mm -hmm. runs the building? Yeah. The but landlady? Like, yeah. No, because she didn't own the building. She just ran. Then building manager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she would show up at my, at my door with like six CDs a day from like all different countries. And she'd be like, what the fuck is going on with this kid? That's that amazing. like, you know. And so meanwhile, Curtis, what's going on in, with your PR? Because that's also an interesting thing. Like what's going on with you right now? Uh, so we're talking we like talk 2011, 2012. Well, 2012, I think, is when I first started writing. So I would have just barely gotten into PR at that point that year. And that was only due to pure fluke as well. Kind of similar to your story, basically just writing for people on a whim, uh, not really thinking much of it. And then just, I, kind of, I basically did pretty much the same thing you did. Just started reaching out to people saying, I'll review your band. Um, ran just random, you know what I mean? And then, I mean, it, it's basically the same story. You're pretty much repeating what I did, except I, like you said, I did it when I was like 35, just on a pure hobby basis for just as a pure out of curiosity type thing. That was it. And like you like had kids at this point. Uh, yeah, I would have had, uh, yeah, I would have had Sierra. Yeah, we would have had Sierra at that time. And then Gage came about a year later or something. Um, but yeah, yeah. Curtis Dewar forgetting his children's age is on the air. Well, no, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think back to the year, right? Because no, no, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Sierra's nine, so I'm thinking, okay, 2012. What, what, what was the uh, yeah? Going so she on would, she time? was just born, yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, what it was is, I mean, I was working at uh, what was I doing that time? I think at that time, I might have been working in a restaurant still, and I was getting off late. And I mean, like, you know, baby, be up, and I just listen to music, and then I just toss off a review after that, and then. It was, that was basically it at the time. And then after that, it just snowballed. It was just like you, pretty much. Yeah. So, like, I just want to point this out. that, But in these first three years, so 2010 to 20... So then by 2013, like, I kind of keep saying yes to things. Like, just because, like, what am I going to do? Fucking pay attention in class or write a review about a death fucking metal album? Yeah. You know, like, I was literally, like, sitting in the back of the class, like... I had long hair so I could hide my earbuds by running them up the back of my shirt. Yeah. Right. And then over my ears and into my ears. Cause it was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not going to fucking like do this. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. No, but like, you know, like this is what I'm trying to emphasize is like, I don't know. And you're figuring this out as a dude who's employed in like a very tiring job, which I always yeah, thought was crazy. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, though, was like, I mean, I think, I think 2012 was when I started doing a sales thing. But, um, but at the same time, I mean, I would listen to music on the bus, or I'd listen, like I said, after work or whatever, it'd be like till two to three, two to three, you know, o'clock in the morning. You know, I mean, like, there's time to do it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it's like, and this is just what I want to point out, right? And so, so here's what I, I want to point bring up, and then I want your what I want your input, Curtis. Yeah. So for me, so by 2013, I've kind of built this reputation as being like a guy who will just say yes to a lot of things because you know he's literally a child and has nothing else to do with his time, right? So I'm like deeply invested in the scene uh, in Paris. You know, I know a lot of people. Uh, shit's kind of starting to happen. I, I end up the um, the only day I skip of my last two years of high school uh, was because I got a band on national TV in France. Mm -hmm. um, 
But like, what's crazy is like, yeah, a lot of these people fall by the wayside, but there's a ton of people I met in this period who I'm like still friends with. And I feel like people don't understand that, that like in your first, like how many people from your first three years in like the music industry, however casually, are you still working with? Oh, tons. <laughs> yeah, like this is like, this is a thing, right? And, and like, how many of them were like, <clears throat> you know, um, it, you know, how many of them were like players at that time? Oh, I don't think anybody was. I mean, I started small. I started reaching out small. You know, yeah, but, that, I mean? but this is what, yeah, this is, but this is the point, right? Is that like, yeah. But I mean, like, here's a good example. Like, uh, Zach is on relapse now. And I mean, I knew, you know, he was one of the first people I dealt with. Yeah, exactly. Um, and same with the guys from Suffering Hour. I mean, I worked with them doing stuff for Tridroid, and now they're they're pretty big right now. I mean, there's tons of people, right? But yeah, that's what I mean. Is like I started small, and then it was just like the people you're with also start to grow grow as well. And you're not necessarily looking to get connected with players. It just happens that way sometimes, right? <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's a huge mistake people make. Is they're like, oh, I don't know anyone relevant or anyone who's going to give a shit or whatever, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like. Well, it doesn't matter that you don't know anyone relevant. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, you're not a kid anymore. Cause like you can still meet people like, like you don't suddenly stop meeting people. Yeah. You know, like, like that's always been the point for me is like Curtis, like still, you know, despite everything was able to like keep growing, you know, just, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to say like, so like there's two sides to this, right? The one side is that you don't need to be smart. You know, like you don't need to like have a bunch of like you don't need to like understand you know, some sort of like mind tricks or whatever. You can just be an enthusiastic kid and get somewhere. Or an enthusiastic adult that just no, got to do. I wanted I want what I wanted what I wanted to flip it around was say yeah um you also you know you also like if you have like it's also like having kids is not like gonna be the reason that you can't do this not at all you you know what i mean like like that's that's what i'm trying to get at is like I think well, a lot at, of people look at Keith Morash. She's basically trying to do the exact same thing I did like eight years yeah. ago. And at like the same age too, basically. Yeah. I think he's around the same age as me. Yeah. Well, she's the same age that you were when you started is what I'm saying. Oh, is he? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, no, no. But he, yeah, he's a great example of, of a dude who just mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and, and the thing is like, and again, same thing with Keith Morash, right. Is like, yeah maybe he doesn't know Keith Morash is our friend at infected cells PR. Right. Shout out to Keith. He does a good, yeah, good job. He's awesome. But like, you know, maybe he's not super, super connected now, but like if he's, if he stays with it, like I just, I know he's going to get through, you know, yep. it's the same. My favorite person who, who talks about this is like Finn McKenty from punk rock yep. NBA mm-hmm. where it's just like, Oh yeah. Those dudes I knew are like in a big band now or what, you know, or whatever. Um, and like, and it always sounds so crazy, but then you're like, oh no, they just were the people who stuck it out. Yeah. I mean, here, here's, here's another thing to keep in mind too, just, just as an aside, 
and I, I know Matt, Matt knows this as well, is that, like, for example, for me, when I first started doing PR, one of the people that I worked with very closely at that time is now no longer doing music PR, right? Because she didn't stick it out, basically, right? And I know Matt's had the same thing happen where these people were writing at the same time as him. They were like, they didn't feel like they were getting anywhere and they just kind of quit. But Matt just kind of persisted, even though he probably wasn't as talented as some of those guys. And I know I'm not as talented as, as many PRs that stopped long before me. Right. But again, like you said, it's the trick of persistence and keeping up and just making sure you do it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it sucks. Like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, it sucks. Like, you know, a lot of the time that like, oh, you put all your time and energy into this thing. Yep. And it still kicks you in the teeth, you yep. know, but like, you know, the more I read and I read a lot, the yep. more it's like, oh no, that's just everything. Yep. You know, so like, I'd rather be kicked in the teeth cause like I wanted to go like eat caviar in a hotel in Norway and talk about Satan and <laughs> like, you know, bleed out my eyes and eat shit for like an adhesives company like my dad mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know even though like my dad like my dad's super cool my dad's stoked on what he does but like yep. i also knew that wasn't for me <laughs> yep <laughs> you, you, you know what i mean um i do and that's the i don't know so like that's like the first three years where mm -hmm. i i really laid the groundwork for a bunch of stuff and then we'll fast forward a few years right at one party when I'm 19 years old and fucking drunk as fuck, mm -hmm. I end up becoming friends with uh, Indie Recordings, Prophecy, and Plastic Head, who, who now, five years later, represent like a little under half my income. Just those three companies that I met at one party. Like, yeah. like, like, think about that. But, like, that's what it is if you stick it out and if you're, like, real. Yeah. You know, and it does suck, but it also, like, legitimately, outside of going to shows, you know, I probably didn't put in more than three or four hours a week until I was, like, 19. And by that point, I'd already met a ton of people who were relevant. Yep. You know, that was one of the first things I did too. And I never mentioned that was also when I was in Vancouver and I could go to shows. I went to shows all the fucking time. Yeah. Like all yeah. the time. And that's huge. Cause like, and we had a really good conversation about this with, um, what's the guy in Costa Casanova? I know there's Stephanie. And then what's the guy's name? Francis. Francis. Right. We were talking with Francis. You can insert yourself in a scene in like six months. Mm -hmm. Like I was definitely like a regular in the Philly hardcore scene. I moved. I moved to outside of Philadelphia when I was like, like June of 2014, and by like September of that year, like people knew who I was and would come to me to book shows. Yep. You know, and like. You you can you can just insert yourself into a scene if you're like actually going for it. Um, I think that's really important, right? That like, you know, I, th I think a lot of like, it doesn't take a long time of 
push, push, push before it suddenly happens. Well, it can, but it doesn't always. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, if you're going to enough shows, it'll start to crack. Yeah. You know, and, and like, again, it's not going to be easy. Like, no one's handing it to you, but, but if you engage with your community repeatedly for a long time, like, things start to slowly, sometimes very slowly, happen. And, you know, even if you're sometimes working against yourself by being an idiot, um, you know, or in my case, an alcoholic, um, you know, like, if you keep saying yes and keep doing things, it'll keep working out. Like, like, I think I could have done what I did a lot faster if I was, like, if I was starting today, like, and I just didn't know anyone, but I just, like, knew what I know now about, like, human interaction and, like, just being an adult, you know? But, like, whatever. Like, you figure it out. Um, So that's, I don't know. I I just wanted to kind of get into the very early years for you guys because I think that I just wanted to kind of eliminate some of the misconceptions people have. Um, What I would say... Curtis, yep. what what is your like sort of key advice for what makes it work for someone trying to start um like doing a small thing at scale for a few years to kind of get somewhere? Rephrase the question, what's my key advice for doing like if you were going to do like like if you were going to start by doing a blog. Yeah. Like you and I did separately with the goal yes. of getting somewhere else. Yeah what would your core piece of advice be? Just do it every day. Like, I mean, seriously, just do it all the time. Like that's the, that's the main thing is if you, is if you don't do it all the time and you don't put the effort in, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think, I think a hundred percent, I think there's huge, huge value in being, Oh, Curtis, he just does that. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like, like, like that, that's the thing, right? That was the thing for me, how I met a ton of people was, Oh, Matt, Matt just writes reviews. Like we'll just, you know, I'll just introduce you to write a, write a review for his band because he just writes reviews all the time. Can, I want, I just want to point something out. I still get help for reviews and I haven't written a review in probably four or five years from bands yeah. that I reviewed back in 2012, 2011, 2013. Yeah. Still. But like, which um, is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, R- Ryan from Unholy Anarchy once told me something similar. He was like, "I, I keep getting added to new press lists. I don't know how." Same. Yeah, same. And Ryan probably hasn't done anything in years too. Yeah. Um. But the point being, um, Ryan and I have a weirdly deep relationship based on one conversation when we were both kind of drunk at Maryland Death Fest 2014. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um. Yeah, so I think Curtis is right that doing something every day because you just it's it's we talk, we've talked before on this podcast about sort of having omnipresence, mm-hmm. and sometimes omnipresence isn't actually that hard to achieve, you know, because ultimately, if you are doing something people want, people will talk about it. 
Yeah. Now, one thing I also want to just point out about, like for posting every day, like if you were talking like a blog, that is so easy to do, even if you don't have the time to do a full review, you can just do a blurb or you can yeah, even do that's like, what I did a lot. Yeah. Or just do like a top five things I've been listening to lately or a top something or like, yeah. here's a track I listened to the other day. I think you'd but, like it. Yeah. One thing I did, um, when I, when I was still running the ultimate guitar, let me review your band thread was I, I, I had two types of reviews on the blog for a long time. I had yeah. full length reviews of like, you know, so like the three paragraph jobby you see now still. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a funny story about that. I'll tell in a second. Like you, I, I still do the full, you know, full length reviews, but then I would do like these like 10 line, like large paragraphs about some of the smaller bands on the ultimate guitar thread. Right. Cause it was like, yeah. you know, Napalm might send me something like pretty intense and like real, you know, and then like yeah. on the ultimate guitar thread, there'd be like some dude's EP. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I kind of wanted to like, be supportive of both yeah like that's kind of the thing too is you always got to say yes even when you don't want to on these when you're starting you have to and and like that's something that drives me crazy is like and it drives curtis crazy too if you your time let me be very clear about this about for anyone starting in anything your time is worth what the market will bear yep okay if no one wants to pay for your time to do a certain task then it is has no value. How long did it take you before you actually got paid for a review, Matt? Just out of curiosity. Um, two years, maybe. There uh, you go. And a lot of people will bitch that they don't get paid right off the bat, and it's volunteer, and you got only get promos. But Matt took two years. I think that payment was like from uh, from a certain kind of sketchy friend of ours. Well, there you go. And I mean, like when I like I mean, well, I what I did was like, I sold ad space. Well, okay. Well, I mean, even anytime I'd get paid, paid for review, I mean, it would be like so little, you know what I mean? But I mean, like, who cares? Like, this is kind of like a stepping stone, you know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe yeah. one, like, uh, like this is a way to get into bigger places. Yeah. And it's also like, I mean, even the bigger places, like, come on, they're not like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not, they're not paying a ton of money to go, you know, that's not the point. The point yeah. is like, you know, like if you do want to be a professional lighter writer, good luck to you. That's extremely hard to do. Yep. Um, you know, but it is possible. I we know people who do that, obviously. But like Bradley's one of them, yeah. Yeah, but like I don't know. This this is just what we're trying to communicate. Is like you can yep. do these things if you just stay true to them and keep going and like the other thing I would say that's important, um, twofold. So the consistency is huge because I, I see it. I've had a ton of people. This is important. I've had probably mm-hmm. 30 or 40 people over the years, like, ask to be writers at Two Guys Metal Reviews. And I basically right. said yes every time. Yeah. And precisely one of them ever did more than, like, two reviews. It sounds like for people that I've had, quote, unquote, work for a doer PR you know um and that's fine because they just they realize it's not for them and that's fine like i'm happy i was able to show them but the guy who did write more than two reviews my friend robin is now like uh i don't know he's like he's like a pretty major scene stir in paris who like just does music nice you know like 
that's but that's what you can do if you keep at it and mm-hmm. you know robin was way better socially adjusted than i was um so like i don't know that's all i'm trying to get at here is like if you keep going if you keep showing your real if you keep giving people more it's gonna work but you yep. have to keep giving people more you have to keep being there you have to keep being present you have to keep showing look i'm for real i'm doing the thing i am a part of this and i want to be a part of this with you and i i I am continually you know this is the big thing right is continually making sure you're staying in touch with people yep you know not dropping off the face of the earth blah 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 you know like that's the thing right is like i would always talk to the bands who were cool with me you know, who added me on Facebook, like a check-in or whatever. And a lot of times that didn't turn into anything, but sometimes it turned into, oh, now Brad writes for Exclaim and like, you know, uh, slept on my parents' floor when uh, he was on a fairly major pop punk tour. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, these these are things that happen, but you have to you know, you have to sign up. Yep. <laughs> you know, they're not just, anyone can do it, but you have to fucking do it. Agreed. I don't know. So hopefully someone got something out of this. I know it was a bit of a ramble, but I also think it's like something Curtis and I have been talking about for a while. So. Yep. I thought it was good. I, I think we did. I think this is pretty good. It gives a good insight into how you started and, you know. And how you started, I feel. Well, me too, but I mean, I don't want to talk about myself, obviously. But I mean, I'm I'm thinking that yeah, you, you lack know, my uh, you lack my my stunning humility. <laughs> but anyways, I do think it gave a good idea on both how both of us did start, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of takeaways if people went back and actually listened to what you were saying or even what I was saying, right? Well, no, but yeah, and, and again, it's like what's 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 really important to realize is that Curtis and I didn't really realize we were doing something significant at the time. Not at all. And yeah, like, and all. like part I, of it I was not planning on being a full-time PR. It, 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 that was not, no. Yeah. Like, and, and like, and like part of it also, man, is like, not only did neither of us expect this to happen, but also like neither of us, like we were doing things. And again, this is just, just as a final point, we were both doing things like sending the review to the PR person after we wrote it, yep. which like we didn't realize wasn't common practice. And just by like, yeah, just by like being present, yeah, we were able to, you know, reach huge next levels. Yeah. Um, you know, like just again, just by like, literally that was like the basis of a few really high level, um, relationships like how i met like cat jones who is now we are the pit right and an amazing journalist you know Mm -hmm. she was doing pr for a little bit but now but she's mainly a journalist i want to point this out um Mm -hmm. you know uh she like that's she was like like when i met her in person she was like oh yeah i always like you because you like send me the actual review links that's awesome but like it makes sense but like i don't know like you can stumble into it but you have to stumble consistently this is the dumb and dumbest You have been listening. Are we done yet?